As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But there was a place. It was like the best kept secret in Vegas, I thought. In Circus Circus, there used to be a, a little coffee shop called the Pink Pony. Wow. And they did pancakes that were out of this world. And I'm not just saying that from like, as a kid's perspective, there were people that made special trips. That was called the Pink Pony, and wow. they made the Pink Pony pancakes, which were a little bit pink. That's cool. But they had like a hint of strawberry wow. in the pancake batter, and they were unbelievable. And so people would, they would, they were like, the gambling is secondary. I'm really in town to get some of those pancakes. Wow. They always had a line out the door and stuff like that. That's but there cool. were a lot of and there still are on the strip. There are little like l- secrets that the locals know about and places that you can go that are just uh, incredible, you know? Oh yeah. Like, have you ever heard of IHOP? It's the international house <laughs> yeah. of pancakes. I uh, think you need no. a visa though, to go inside. Yeah, yeah. Pocket party. We're back. Hey, everybody. It's your host, Darren Carter, the party starter. We are calling Mr. Mike Black. Make sure you hit that Venmo, that Cash App. Thanks for your support. We really do appreciate it. Hello. (laughs) Hello, Mike Black. How's it going, buddy? Good. We are live on the air on the Pocket Party Podcast. (laughs) And go. No. (laughs) I got to ask you, what is, I was thinking about this right now. What Do you have a morning routine? No. No, you just, every day, every morning is just different in Mike Black's world. Uh, I wouldn't say it's different. I get out of bed the same as everybody else, you know, uh, but I don't really do it in the morning. I do it later. Oh, uh, you, oh, that could be an interesting question. Do you have an afternoon routine? Yeah, I guess that's really it. I have more of an afternoon routine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's... It's different, I guess, because um, I never know, like, when I wake up, if I'm going to be hungry or if I'm going to just want to go out immediately or clean or, you know, I don't really have a very 
strict regimen, you know, that I follow. Yeah, I, I talked to a buddy of mine that um, the reason I asked this, and I'm not saying that I'm going to do this, but he, because uh, I, ha- I have a, a morning routine, I realize, but um, his is pretty extreme. He gets, he lives in Ohio, and he gets, <laughs> uh, he gets up at four twenty in the morning, and I don't know if it's because he, and you know, I don't know if that's just a random number or that's the reason. That's how long it takes him to to get to the gym, but he says that he. Wakes up at four twenty. Then at five a.m. he's doing CrossFit from five to six, and then from six o'clock he goes to Walmart and eats breakfast. And I said, "What is breakfast at Walmart?" I, I yeah. You know, and he goes, "Oh, I, I goes he goes I uh, I open up a can of salmon." <laughs> I knew it. I knew it was going to be salmon or tuna or something like that. Yeah, he has salmon. Then he eats an apple, and then then he goes and I write my comedy for about a half hour. And then I edit some videos or whatever, like on his phone, and then he uploads them to like all the social, like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff. And then, and that's how he gets his day started. Uh, is it working? I got to be honest. Uh, honestly, that he sounded very, very happy because I talked to him a couple months ago, and he sounded more like out of place. Like something was wrong. Like he, he just kind of seemed like a rudderless ship a little bit. I think he just doesn't. He didn't have any. <coughs> You know, and and it seems like this is what's working for him. I'm like, that's that's good, dude. Keep doing that. Whatever you're doing, do that. You know. Yeah, I think that works for a lot of people. Like, if if life is really going off the rails, uh, putting installing some rails, putting in some structure, uh, helps. You know. Yeah, you know, like for the last. I don't know, three years, I'll say. Um, pretty much because I wear contact lenses, and I figured this out. Like When I wake up, I'm going to wash my hands to put my contacts in, and I don't want to... I'm like, oh, let me just air dry them. So one day I was just sort of doing some jumping jacks to kind of air dry them. <laughs> and then that that turned into like a morning routine. So every morning I do some a little bit of jumping jacks, a little bit of air squats. I do 50 sit-ups, 50 push-ups, almost every morning. Not every morning, but... And I, and did I, you ask this in a roundabout way so that you could brag about all the aerobics that you do? Exactly. I'm like, I'm like Mike Black. I got a great idea. Instead of a podcast, let's Facetime each other and air dry our hands together. No, like, no, no this. And then I put contacts in my beautiful blue eyes. <laughs> exactly. Then, I know. I, I should probably leave that contact part out, but that's the truth, though. It's like, and then I, I pop in my... Yeah. It's part of your routine, though, you know, but yeah. No, it's just, it's funny how stuff, like, you can accidentally lead into bragging. Oh, yeah. You know? Uh, so I'm, I'm ironing my clothes on my washboard abs and uh, oh, did i mention yeah, exactly. Like, no, exactly i don't have i don't have that but uh but it's funny because uh you know like this last week when i was at the farm with my wife and son i was getting him to do it and it's and it's funny because at first he's just like every other human being who's slightly reluctant at first he's like uh can we do it later or can i'm like come on this is still do it and then i remember the second day that we did it not the first day, but the second day, he goes, "Wow, that that's we're done already," and I'm like, "Yeah, it, it only takes like five minutes. It doesn't, you know, it's not very long." And uh, I think the first day it seemed longer because he didn't know what to expect. He didn't know like, okay, what exercise now? And now what are we doing? And you know, but it's kind of cool. I don't know. For me, it's it's uh, as you just said, put it's put a little rails, a little structure on my um, 
my morning routine. And I find if I put it off and say, I'll do it later, nine times out of 10, I don't. And I'll just be like, I'll do it tomorrow. So I find that if I just do it within the first 30 minutes of waking up, just even, even if it gets down to like where I'm like, like, you know what, I'm going to do girl push-ups and just, you know, like on my knees, just do that. That that way, at least I'm doing something. But um, right. I don't know. When I do when I start my day out like that, it just makes me feel like, okay, now what? Now let's go on to the next thing. And yeah, I I think uh, doing this honestly uh, has added structure to to my day. Where like anytime I know that I'm doing. Uh, a podcast with you or with anyone really I'll I have like a little routine I do to kind of prepare for that uh which is wake up go to the bathroom and find an energy drink and then uh get ready for you to call <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah I know it's not a very complex routine but <laughs> but isn't it cool? it's cool though right like no because we I know like when I when we get in the books we're like okay I'll talk to you Monday da, da, da. it's like then I, I start you know I go to bed a little like okay let me make sure I wake up in time and you know have all you know and it's it's you're right it adds a little structure where it's like we're gonna do a b c and d and then um and I always feel great about him afterwards, you know, like, man, that was so cool. I didn't even know we were going to talk about, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's always uh, helpful, you know. It, I'm a coffee guy. Do you, do, you, do you drink coffee or do you drink, you mostly drink energy drinks? I mostly drink energy drinks just because I don't happen to have a coffee maker. I don't want one really, but... Uh, I like to go, if I'm going to have coffee, I actually like to go and be kind of social and go to like a coffee shop or something like that. Oh, you know? yeah. That's cool, too. It's funny when you said that earlier, when you go, or sometimes I'll go outside, like, you know, first thing when I wake up, like, that is, that's kind of cool, too. I haven't done that in a while. Like, I, not that I haven't done it in a while, but when I do it, I realize, like, oh, I don't do this that often. I usually, I'm, I usually stay, wake up and then stay home for about two or three hours before I go out. Then I'm like, okay, now I'm ready to go and either the gym or hiking or do something. But when I have, yeah, like during lockdown, I didn't have coffee really at all. Oh, wow. Uh, It was just energy drinks and stuff because I was like, I just like the experience of going to a place where they serve it and I don't have to make it myself. I know. And you you get those free refills. I love that. (laughs) Right. Or, (laughs) you know, like if you go to Starbucks, maybe you strike up a conversation with someone or something, you know, like to me that, that was a big part of doing comedy is interacting with people day to day that are maybe not having the best day. And if you can joke around with them and, you know, maybe make it a little bit better that's a fun thing to do it's true right like yesterday i went to a restaurant and uh i was using my little credit card and uh i've just i've only done this twice now but it's pretty cool you know wait you have a little credit card i got a little is that what i said i got a little well, yeah I got, i'm using my little credit card i'm using my little well i, I never used to really use a credit card <laughs> the, the new visa little credit card yeah exactly you spell it like l i apostrophe l <laughs> yo what's up got your little credit card it's a hip hop it's a hip hop it's a hip hop credit card yeah that's right fool you heard it right it's the black card you you hold it like in, in, in between your pinky and your thumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's my little, little credit card. 
Well, what, or, what I was going to say is usually when you use a credit card, you you know how you uh, you might insert it, and then you're, let's say you're at the gas station, you insert the credit card, and then for whatever reason, maybe the credit card is a little, it's not reading it right, so then you wipe it on your shirt, and you try it again, and finally it's like, please see cashier inside. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm so used to like, oh. No. Oh, yeah. So that's I don't want to talk to that guy. <laughs> I know. Here, here we are talking about being social and stuff, but in that situation, I'm like, no, I don't want to do right. that. Right. It's like that guy's the difference is is that's like forced social interaction. <laughs> right. You know, like he doesn't want it, I don't want it. He you know, he knows that that machine should have done it. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Oh, look who's here happy to see me. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like oh gosh. Uh, although usually it's I don't I don't see that guy very often anymore. Now it's like it's usually a, a really angry lady. <laughs> I know <laughs> where she doesn't want to talk to me. Oh yeah, you know what? There's this one <laughs> gas station I used to go to that only I forget why I would. Oh yeah, you that's what I would go in because they they really wanted cash, and um, if you did a credit card, you had to put at least twenty five dollars worth of gas in, which now would be easy. But you know, a couple of years ago, it was a little harder to do that because I didn't really I didn't know how to judge it, and sometimes I'd be like, oh, man, I. Oh, I only needed nineteen dollars worth of gas, or whatever, you know. <laughs> right. And uh, so I, I used to go in there and talk to them, and it was kind of neat because it was. I remember that was when Bohemian Rhapsody was out, and the lady had like a Queen tattoo, and so you start, uh -huh. you start, you start becoming like a regular where you're like, hey, how's it going, you know? And, and, and there's something, <laughs> there's something nice to that, you know. But, but there, I got to be honest, there's almost, it's almost nicer just to pull in, use the credit card, pump up the gas, clean the windshields, and then be on with your day. You know, yeah, but I just discovered this for my. Go ahead. Oh no, that was I was just agreeing. Yeah, I just discovered this for myself. Uh, sometimes it'll say like insert credit card or tap, and I never tapped. I was like, I sound like a jujitsu guy. I never tap. <laughs> I never I tap. tap. But uh, so, I let him break my legs. Every I, know. I ain't tapping on your credit card machine. Oh no, no, Bruno, you don't. You can actually tap your credit card. Your your little credit card. Yeah, yeah. Tap so, your tiny little credit card. Your here. tiny little credit card with a big, big bill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, it's so adorable. But so yeah, so I tapped the credit card, and I'm like, oh wow, it actually works. Because I, I guess before I was untapping it in the right place, I was tapping the credit card <laughs> in the wrong location. Well, that says something else about you that you may not want to share. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm like, what? Oh, I got to match this with match that. Okay, I tap right there. So I did that yesterday or a couple of days ago, and I'm like, this is magical. You know how, yeah. how tedious that must be to people that work there? Oh, my gosh. old people struggle with that. I know. Well, luckily, I had no witnesses because I only did it at the gas station pump. You know, I never tried it in front of people. I was like, right. Because I didn't even, I don't know, maybe I didn't, I was just like, oh, my card doesn't do that. That's for special people. I just have this little credit card. <laughs> you know? My little credit card. Yeah. There can't be room on here for tap technology. Oh, yeah, I read that exactly. And then, uh, so I did it one day. I was like, you know, I'm just going to try this. I'm tired of like this whole, oh, yeah, that's what it was, because I was trying to insert it, and I'm wiping it on my shirt and trying to clean it, and I don't know, just trying to see if it works. Please see cashier inside. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. And then tap here, boom. Whoa, it works. Bam, just like that. <laughs> so then so then uh, I went to this. I went to this restaurant to get some food to go. Shout, yeah. out, shout out to the kebab store 
It's a chain, <laughs> but it's delicious. The chicken kebabs and salad. Is, is it really a chain called the Kebab Store? I think I think it's called the Kebab Shop. Yep. Wow. <laughs> that is not a successful chain name. <laughs> the I, well, kebab shop. Well, you know what it is, though. I mean, there's no, there's no guesswork. <laughs> there's still a lot of guesswork on a place called the kebab shop. That's right. Oh my gosh, they probably didn't think like, yeah, because that's that'd be like the taco shop. No, we are the taco shop. We are the kebab shop. Yeah, and and it's like you don't know what kind of tacos you're getting or what, or and definitely with kebabs, you have no idea what they're putting on those sticks. I know it's funny to make it really uh, like they just opened in Burbank, and um, mm-hmm. to make it seem like it's like like hey, we're for everybody. That's what they always say, like in the thing, like like kebabs for everyone, all are welcome. They really want to make it like it's not some weird food, guys. Come on in. So you know what they did <laughs> is they have a uh, in the big picture in the window. It was a a wrap, picture a wrap, and um, uh-huh. stuffed with like chicken. But then they also stuffed it full of French fries, <laughs> to, right? To be like, hey, I know you've heard the word falafel, but you've awful heard French fries. Yeah, this, <laughs> this is palatable, is, guys. <laughs> Try it. This is what Americans like, right? Because <laughs> you know, I know. Eventually, it's just going to be a pizza with a bunch of fries in it. <laughs> exactly. All right, we try up. the kebab thing. It ain't working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we give up. Just... <laughs> they, um, I, so, so I go there, I right? I come for your new pizza kebab. Yeah, <laughs> you we, keep, you keep, we got pizza kebabs, french fry kebabs, hot dog kebabs. I need extra ranch. Of course you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do y'all have ranch? Oh, yeah. You know what they gave me yesterday was uh, cilantro. Because I always get the garlic. It's called like garlic yogurt. It says yogurt, which is weird, but it's just garlic sauce, but it's really yogurt, I guess. And then they had a spicy cilantro, and he's like, you've got to try this. And I tried it, and it was good, but it, the garlic one was better, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like to, as as you know from our Ritz cracker talk, uh, I'm not real big on experimenting with new flavors once I found something I like. Oh, yeah. Like just Just do that thing right rather than that's right i think that explains why i'm married for as long as i am i love you honey for listening (laughs) but it's true it's like you like what you like and it's like okay we're good you know this isn't broke don't fix it you know uh i get experimenting as a chef or whatever to get more other people interested yeah and that's fine but don't screw up the thing you're doing right to for the customer that you already have you know what i mean but, right right uh you know mcdonald's now the big mac has uh sliced apples and beets on it well <laughs> yeah. don't do that yeah yeah you know? yeah i don't you're gonna lose some customers that you know? i know I, I like the uh i don't mind the um um i like apples i like beets i don't know if i'd like sliced apples and beets you know I mean, you certainly wouldn't want them on a big mac i know I, you know, I don't think I've ever eaten apples from uh, McDonald's. Oh, like the ones they put like in Happy Meals and shit? Yeah, have you ever had those? Those don't seem like they'd be that good. They're just processed, you know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's You know, like everything else at McDonald's, it's going to be pretty <laughs> hardcore processed. You know. So when I get to uh, the, the kebab shop and I go to the credit, you know, I go to, I go to pay and... Uh, I was like, oh, there's that thing. It says tap. And I'm like, 
tap, boom, it worked right away. And I go, oh, this is so cool. And I told the lady, I, go, I just started using that tap function. And she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, I've been, I've been using it because a lot of times the credit card doesn't work the other way for me because I have, I have fake nails. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a challenge to get it in and out of the machine in time. I guess. And then um, it was, we talked about interaction when you go to the coffee shops and stuff. And it was cool. I made her laugh because she said her credit card wouldn't work because she has fake nails. And I said, oh, sometimes mine wouldn't work because I had a fake credit card. <laughs> and then she, then that kind of whispered and looked around, and you know, she knew I was joking, but it was, it was cool though. It was like, wow. And then just, she notified the authorities. Exactly. I'm like, I just crushed right now. That was like a set. <laughs> He's been using this little credit card. <laughs> exactly. Then I stood by the door and tried to sell merch. <laughs> they send you to a little jail. They send you to a little jail with your little fake credit card. And I got fake bail. But <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Uh, the thing that I like about the tap thing is that you can do it at your bank at like the drive through because what one thing I don't like at any place is when you insert your credit card and it locks it in there. Oh yeah. You, you know what I mean? Cause it's like, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. Don't be locking my credit card. That, in. that you're like verifying everything, but that's a bit dramatic. And, if if you think it's stolen or whatever, just you know, stop it. You know, like uh, don't you know, just block the card, but don't uh, take it away. Because then, if I if it's a mistake or something, it takes like a week to get it fixed. If they swallow your credit card, oh man, it takes forever. And that that happened to me during the pandemic, where no. I just left mine in an atm but i was still right there and i realized i'd done it and i go back oh, wow. and what happened was when you do that at some atms it'll just swallow it so no one else comes by to take it yeah to protect you but essentially yeah it's and so i you. called the bank and i was like haha good, good one you got me uh can you spit it back out now and they were like oh no that's not one of ours that's like a not a branch ATM that's a branch. <laughs> it's a third one. party. It's just, yeah, right. it's like, geez. So we have to send you one. I was like, well, how long will that take? 11 days. I was like, wow. It's a, I live in a nightmare town right now. Yeah. I, I can't go 11 days without it. And they were like, we'll send you a piece of paper that tells people you have a ATM. <laughs> I've been a good boy. I've been a good boy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> great. Yeah. I can. I go to the bank with my little note from mom that says, yeah. you know, I, he can withdraw $20 today. Especially you know? at that time during the lockdown, it was like there was a lot of places closed. A lot of places were like they were afraid to take cash or they just got in the habit of it. Like no cash or, yeah, you know, and it was like, man. So now that you can just tap, I don't have that anxiety of like, yeah. you know, uh, that sort of thing happening. How did you, what were the, during that time with the, with, when you didn't have that credit card, like how, how long did you have to go? Like, uh, did you have to go the 11 days? Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty wow. much. They get, I went, though I did go to the bank the next day and they gave me a like temporary ATM card, which kind of worked. It had about half the features. Hmm that the regular ones have, I couldn't deposit anything. I didn't have anything to deposit, but I couldn't deposit anything. 
and uh, there, like the limit was a lot lower and stuff like that. But you know, but you're like, it, okay, at least I can go get food or you know get something. Yeah, like. it was enough to to get through it. And I, you know, I had a backup card for that sort of emergency, but it was still uh, not ideal when they could have just spit my card back out. You know, <laughs> I know it's like, when it's on, like I know where it is. I didn't lose it. It's just, it's in that machine. Take it out. You know, you know, the other day I called you and you were on your way to somewhere and you, we were both talking about GPS and uh, did, did you finally end up getting there where you were trying to find? No, I don't think it exists anymore or oh. uh, the, you know, the map just isn't updated. The, I've been noticing a lot of that lately, on, you know, but again, because of the pandemic, a lot of things closed that just don't, aren't there anymore, but they didn't shut it off on maps or whatever, you know, uh, but like uh, on I, I was driving the other day and they were like, turn left here. And I was like, it's illegal to turn left here. There's all sorts of signs. <laughs> yeah, that they I know. Not turn left here, you know. I mean, I was t- guys, I was telling Mike on the phone, I took, I, you know, I, I personally, I love Waze, W A Z E, but I know a lot of people don't. Um, I don't yeah. think, I don't think Mike likes it very much. I don't know. I don't like it because it's, uh, we're going to save you 30 seconds. Just make 47 turns here, you know. <laughs> Go down this alley <laughs> behind the broken glass factory. Yeah. <laughs> and that, yeah, my, my wife doesn't like it because she's like, I don't like it because it tells you it'll try to save you one minute, but it has you going through all these, you know, busy streets where you got to turn left and you, they won't let you turn left. And it's so I. And I, they're real, yeah. like, old timey directions to, like, yeah, yeah. turn right at Gobbler's Knob. And I don't know what that is. Yeah. You know, I don't. Yeah. The old man with the hook hand. Is, I, I think I like it because I guess I'm just used to it. You know, like I, that's the one that I'm used to just like anything else. If you're used to a certain like interface or computer, then you're like, Oh, that's what I'm used to. So I like it. Cause it, you know, I always turn the volume up really loud and I, I find that I use it different than some other people. Like I turn the volume up loud. So it's like, you know, um, turn left in three miles like it'll tell me like turn left turn right your location is 200 feet on the right and i've tried yeah. other applications and maybe i don't have them programmed right but or the settings are right but i don't sometimes they don't tell me what side of the street it's on or where i'm Which supposed one to turn does i like ways what you know oh, ways, uh, yeah. yeah to me the ways like you know it says it out loud i'm used to looking at the purple line where i'm like oh okay and then my next turn will be left and my next you know and it reads I, it you know what I hate? I don't know if Waze does this, but uh, the maps that I use does this. They'll tell you, oh, your location is across the street from where we uh, drove you. Don't drive me that way then. <laughs> drive me the way where, <laughs> I know. you know, it's on the same side of the street that I'm on, you know. I don't yeah. want to be, you know, like, that doesn't make me on time in LA, you know, if, if my car is across the street from the location, (laughs) I'm not on time. That's another five minutes of where is the crosswalk or do I jaywalk and risk getting stopped by a cop or whatever, you know, Yeah, that's nowhere near. That's like, they don't really account on most of them for traffic lights now in LA, like Mm. a traffic light now in LA, if you get a red, 
it's a five minute difference oh, yeah. between you <clears throat> caught a yellow or something like that, you know? And so they're like, Oh, you'll be there in, uh, you know, 15 minutes because we're not taking yeah, that yeah. into account. As humans we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, it's like, no, you won't. You'll be there in 25 minutes because you're going to hit at least two of those reds, you know. I do like when I'm um, another thing that I, that I like about Waze is um, it'll kind of guess the traffic. Like if like if it's two in the afternoon, I'm like, man, what if I left it like five? And it'll kind of let you know like, but if you leave at six thirty, it'll be it'll only take you forty nine minutes. So I I do like that aspect of it. Isn't that weird? How there's like a, a sort of time warp that happens. Yeah, it, like L.A. is the only place you can leave later and arrive earlier. I know. It's like, yeah, you you could either sit in three hours of traffic and get there, or you can wait and then only sit in 47 minutes of traffic and still pretty much yeah. get there. It's like. Yeah, when I was, I used to rely a little bit more on <clears throat> Lyft because it was uh, more reasonable. You know, now it's just insane. Just wow, crazy. Uber and you Lyft, know? both of them? Yeah, because it, it's like there's. I was at a party on Friday where I just overheard this girl who was waiting for her lift and she looks at her friend and she goes, a lift from like the valley back to where she lived downtown. She was like, a lift home right now is $120. Whoa. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy. That is just ridiculous numbers. Uh, like the business model for it was pretty good when it started but i you remember thinking what sucks is this is a great business model yeah it's you know it's much cheaper than cabs and stuff like that 
eventually greed is going to uh, get in here. Yeah. Because eventually they're going to replace cabs, which they did for the most part. And once that happened, they were like, okay, now we can charge whatever we want. Yeah. And during the pandemic, they kind of used that as an excuse to do that. It's oh, you know, it's harder now and gas prices are higher and blah, 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 you know, <laughs> I know. and, uh, but they really made a meal out of it. And now I think someone, the smart thing to do would be some other company is going to come along and do it at the prices that they used to do it at. Yeah. And then they'll be the big name for a while, but then greed will mess that up too eventually, you know. I know. And then and then they also have that thing where it's like the prices, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm hoping when that girl said that maybe the prices were surged at that time. But still, I mean, yeah. What if you, you know? Yeah, but it's like yeah. that. Uh, I get surging your price a little bit, but a hundred dollars. I know. One night I was in Dallas and I had to take the, I had to take an Uber to it to the airport, and if and it, and it was like three thirty in the morning, because I you know I wanted to get there like at, I don't know six or whatever, and I was like, oh man, it's same thing. It was like a hundred and thirty bucks. So then if I just waited, and then it finally went down to like fifty five, which is what it was supposed to be. And I'm like, okay, let's right. just do that. Like, but you know, you're sitting there getting kind of nervous. Like, gosh, like, you know, like, man, this could be crazy. A super expensive ride. At one time, I yeah, took a but- $200 cab ride. the The promoter at the comedy show, uh, you know, nobody picked me up. There was three people that were that I had three phone numbers, and none of them were awake. They all got drunk, I guess, and and I had to get a ride from Lincoln, Nebraska, to Omaha, Nebraska, and I want to say it cost me over 200 bucks. Luckily, the promoter sent me the money like two weeks later but it but that there was that moment where you're like panicking it's four in the morning you got your suitcases you're calling no one's answering you're texting you're calling then eventually you're like okay i gotta i I guess i have to call a cab yeah that's that's insane that nobody did that but uh it's it's good that you got reimbursed but that is a rare thing you know i know I know, yeah. very rare. I know he could, he didn't have to do that. He was like a local DJ in town, and he was a so maybe he felt like, I mean, maybe he's a good guy, but also you know he probably felt like, well, you know, I'm a, I got to kind of keep my name, you know. Also, for a lot of comics, not not all of them, but for a lot of comics that are like road dogs and stuff like that, two hundred bucks is about what they're getting paid. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I mean, I you know to fly all the way out there and then. You know, I remember like at that that particular one, he had his cousin pick me up <laughs> from the airport yeah. because the event was already going on. My flight got delayed, so the event's going on, and and um and they were like, you know, oh, you know, go pick him up. And so the guy had already been, I'm pretty sure he'd already been drinking. The promoter, his cousin, and because yeah. we exited the freeway pretty fast, and then he slams on the brakes at the off ramp, and then we kind of skidded out there a little bit, and then he was like, he goes, damn, I almost killed the comedian. You know, he didn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't that bad, like nothing, but still it was enough to where I'm like, this isn't cool. Like I need, I wish, yeah. you know, like, it's like, and as a comedian, I recognize when a joke is a little too close to the truth. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cause I remember an 18 wheeler went in front of us. Like, I mean, we weren't, it wasn't like that close, but it was close enough to where like that you could joke around about it. But I was like, damn dude. Like, so in, in a sense, it was almost a relief knowing that I was taking a cab the next day. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, you know what? Uh, there's always a you know silver lining, right? Yeah, I've had shows where like where I, I've met like the guy who's going to be driving us the night before, and the guy's 
you know, super, super drunk. I'm taking you to the airport in the morning. The morning is like three hours from now, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. You shouldn't be taking anyone anywhere. You know? Yeah, you should be taking your butt home to bed or have someone yeah. drive you. <laughs> like, they, uh... But yeah, let me show you my pistol collection before we go to sleep. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm a good shot. Watch. Speaking of apples, I got these. Yeah. yeah. Put this apple on your head. That's crazy. When yeah, you ever, exactly. you ever see? Oh my god! I was watching somebody. Somebody sent me something on TikTok where it was like guys throwing knives and all that. Man, that's just too crazy for me. It's like the girl standing there and she's popping. They're popping balloons with the knives. Pop, 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 pop. And then their yeah. final trick was. I'm sure it was a trick, but it was something where he throws it and it looks like she catches it in her mouth or something. I'm like, this is just insane. Yeah, it's like that just has to go wrong once. Yeah. And then from then on, like every date that you go on. So how did things end with your last girlfriend? <laughs> well, yeah, I was trying to get more views on TikTok and, <laughs> and then, I stabbed her in the head. Exactly. I know. And then who knows when that conversation will happen. What's TikTok? It was big back in the day. You know, uh, yeah. it was like it was a thing that was we'd all do. <laughs> oh, I know. I forgot to ask you. Did, did you ever, did you grow up with other kids? Like, did you have uh, like older brothers and sisters or younger? Or I had two older brothers uh, from my mom's first marriage. And they uh, were, one was about 10 years older than me. And one was like 11 and a half years older than me. And then uh, they were great. They were fun. You know, uh, one of them was like, much more of a party type guy and the other was more like studious mm. and so it was a good mix of personalities in the household you know and uh but because of that like because they were so much older the age gap and everything everybody in the house cussed a lot but <laughs> i was the only one that got like in trouble for it you know, yeah, yeah. I, I was like six years old and I'm talking like everyone else in the house is talking because that's what you do. Uh, but they, they would be like, oh, you can't cut. You, you, yeah. you, you got to quit that cussing bullshit right now. <laughs> you know, like that's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that kind of thing. And yeah. then finally, I think it kind of dawned on everyone that it's like, it's really not fair to hold this kid under this sort of scrutiny <laughs> no. and, and so they just started letting me cuss around the house the, but then it became a problem when i was in school where not only was i cussing i was cussing better than the adults at school like i i actually knew what i was saying you know <laughs> and uh yeah. and so i would get in trouble every now and again for that but nothing too bad that you know like yeah they make me go to the principal's office and they did it Mike, what did you do today? I don't fucking know. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah, in a real prick about it. You know, and uh, you know, so that that was part of it. But at school, I had a lot of friends. Uh, when I was uh, growing up, I wasn't really into like the click sort of thing. You know, where you're part of one group or another group. I just kind of was friends with whoever was cool in any of those groups yeah you know that was like uh cool with being friends with other people uh but like the ones that were too like oh you know 
uh, jocks only socialize with jocks or whatever, you know. Uh, I just didn't give a shit about someone like that anyway, because I was like, you're too much of a follower for me to be friends with. Yeah. You know? We're just what, not going to get. A, what, what about, what about, not the, that we're not going to get along, but I'm yeah. just not going to find you that interesting. You know, what about the kids in the band? Like the way I remember the kids in the band, they, uh, to me, they were sort of like the gifted kids. Like I remember a lot of them were in that gate program and they were kind of preppy and, they would go on their trips to like other towns. And I thought they were, I kind of looked up to them like, Oh, those are like the preppy kids. They're in <clears throat> a lot of them are in the band, but I don't know. Was it like that with your school or, or? No, they were, uh, I, I would say they were kind of geeky in our school. Like yeah. they were more considered nerds. Like there was the band and the choir. Right. Uh, and then below them was like the kids that that played like (laughs) smelt glue or the ones that like played Dungeons and Dragons, but they played it at school, like an organized school (laughs) function. I'm laughing because I said like sanctioned by the school. Yeah. And then below that was the mathletes. Oh, I like that. The mathletes, like athletes, mathletes. That's good. Oh yeah. They would do like the decathlon or what was it called? The decath. I don't know the demathlon maybe. Demathlon. <laughs> I have no idea. The, I didn't do it. Yeah, I didn't. But, never, uh, you know, like, I was. I guess if I was in one group more consistently, it was theater because I was in a lot of the plays and stuff. And we were somewhere. I would say we were just above the band and choir, uh, mm. as far as like the social ladder you know <laughs> i'm laughing because i was like yeah like at our school the way i remember like the band they were like the preppy kids they were really good looking and smart and very gifted and uh, oh did i mention i was in band <laughs> no but i was <laughs> I, I, I wasn't in band you're and you're like but before i said that you're like yeah those are like the nerds the band geeks the, the guys that... <laughs> yeah they just were it was just yeah. you know different schools have different things and <laughs> i think uh our school was very much like uh, middle class kids. I think if you're at a school with like that's like primarily upper class or even middle up upper middle yeah. class, you know, band is probably more of a social mm. uh, stature sort of thing. Yeah, you know what I think it was because I went to a magnet school. Like it was in a more of a I'm not going to say poorer neighborhood, but it kind of was, and that's actually where I lived. <laughs> it was like a more of a blue collar. Like, and it was the, it was a, it was called uh, RPAM, Roosevelt Performing Arts Magnet. So then, okay, that's why they had like special, you know, section of the high school that was like, this is the, you know, the, the magnet section. This is like the theater, the band, the music. And well, yeah, the, if you're at a performing arts school, yeah. the social structure is completely different. Yeah, I think that's, and it's yeah. all based on performing arts. Whereas, right. like, in a, a regular public school, performing arts, is kind of a foreign concept to a lot of the kids that are going there. Right. And, you know, they're like, it's, it borders on witchcraft. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. to a lot of the kids, yeah. they're like, what, what are they doing? Stupid. You know, uh, there's a lot of misunderstanding and uh, a lot of jealousy too. Like, yeah. That's a thing that, you know, you, your your parents say when you get beat up, oh, they're just jealous or whatever, you know. Right, but right. It's true. There's like they're jealous of a thing that they don't understand, 
And it's like, how are they getting to take classes about that when I, you know, I'm having to take basically trade school classes and shit, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's funny. I was reading this, um, well, when I say read, I'm listening to a book. It's, uh, once again, it's a, it's a, this one's about Frank Sinatra and, and it's interesting. Mm -hmm. The guy that wrote the book, um, was talking about his life and how he got to, you know, work with Frank Sinatra. But one of the things he said was he was in the band and he was playing music in like the early sixties in New York. And when he was in high school, he said he almost didn't graduate, even though he got great grades, A's and that kind of thing. There was a teacher that didn't like him. And, uh, he said, he goes, I noticed you always leave the computer, which is weird. He said the computer lab, I guess they had computer labs even back then. <clears throat> he goes, you always leave the computer lab early and you go to the music room. And he goes, why do you do that? And mm-hmm. the kid said, well, that's, that's my time. When I'm done with the computer lab, I can, that's my time. And I love music and I want to pursue music. And that's what I want to do. And the teacher said something like, um, you know, the entertainment business is superfluous. And he said, I told the teacher, no, you are superfluous. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and and by the way, I had to look up the word superfluous. And it, right. and I think it's it basically meaning, means... It, it pretty yeah. much means unnecessary. Yes. Or like yeah. extravagance. Right, yeah. right, right. And uh, I thought that was interesting, superfluous. And by the way, you know, here's another thing I've learned from my son. You know how you well, can... Okay. But uh, to further cement that point of, of your superfluous, absolutely true, because it's like this computer lab doesn't even remotely account for how much computer technology will be used in entertainment. You I know. know. And like, or how much it is already. I mean, when I was... Uh, in high school, they made us take a computer science class. Made us. Yeah. And now yep. it's like kids don't even need it. By the time they're like three years old, they fully understand computer science. Oh, 100%. As well as I did when I was <laughs> taking that class. Oh, dude, know? I took it in 1984 and I remember I barely passed it. And it was like so hard back then. You had to like do like data entry and like COBOL or whatever and like comma yeah. and semicolon. And it was just not even fun. It sucked, man. The floppy disk. Yeah, we discs. grew up at the dawn of that stuff and had no idea that it's like <clears throat> it, how important it is in comedy right now, in music, in movies especially. Uh, you know, uh, for Doctor Strange, this is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Someone oh, was being asked about it that uh, Sam Raimi, the director, they were like, uh, what do you think was the most impressive uh, special effect in the movie? And he goes, that's really hard. It would be easier to ask me about mm. what scenes didn't use special effects because there's only about five of them in the wow. movie. Wow. Every other scene in the movie had computer effects in it. So they're a very massive part of entertainment, you know. Uh, and like as a comedian, if you don't have at least a basic understanding yeah. of uh, the technology available to you on social media, you're just not really uh, a comedian. It's a hobby. It's sad, right? Like no way you're yeah. going to get the word out on I know. stuff. It's way too competitive. It really is because and you and, the, and it could be frustrating. I could see that where some older comedians or someone who doesn't, and then they're looking at other people where they're like 
this guy's not funny, but they're working everywhere. Yeah, because they, yeah, they've learned how to, you know, and that's okay. And if anyone, you know, needs to know something, I, I'm glad to teach them because I'm I'm still learning. And I was late into the game when, when it came to actual computer. I mean, and it's funny now. I'm not really late. I don't think, but at the time, I remember when. Remember when everyone was getting those Apple computers, like at the in the nineties, like that were at like the end of the nineties, like were like those giant green computer monitors and the. Oh yeah, of course. I think the I think um uh, yeah the Beatles were like they had like the Beatles music and those were the ads everywhere and and I remember everybody had these computers and you know I don't I don't think I I don't think I don't know when we got ours was it it was a few it was a few years after that and and. Uh, it was just a big deal. It was like I didn't know how to use it at first, and then I was like, I didn't I know where to. For, I, yeah. for me, when it kind of started going mainstream, was uh, when they were like Apple started doing those. Do you remember the computer monitors that were different colors? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like that during that era, during that era. Yep. That's about when people started really like the average Joe seem to really know a lot more about computers you know yeah I like how to actually operate them because they made it a lot easier yeah i remember going to my buddy's house back then he was like ahead of his time and um this is like in the 90s and he was like yeah i email bookers and he goes it's great i love emailing you can email now and you can do it 24 hours a day he's like you don't have to call yeah. in for spots on a certain day and time you can just and I was like, email? Like, how do I do that? Like, I didn't. And then, you know, and then I remember my uh, my friend. I don't was want like, to get electrocuted. <laughs> exactly. I was like, what do I do? How do I? You know. And then somebody told me like uh, they were going to send me something, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to send it snail mail." And I was like, yeah. I was like, I don't have that. And he started laughing. I go, he goes, "You don't have snail mail?" I go, "No, dude. I don't. I don't even have email." <laughs> and oh, it was no. like, and it was just so like. Uh, you know, but then again, then like, you know, and I remember the first time that I, uh, I remember the first time I saw, I was, uh, yeah, it's funny. I was at a sporting goods store, which is no longer exists. Now it's, now it's an, actually now they've converted into an REI, which is still kind of a sporting goods store. But mm -hmm. at the time it was like, sports chalet would take you to the <laughs> limit. Right. Yeah. And that was the first time somebody had, had their cell phone and showed me something cool. They were like. They uh they were like they worked there and then they opened up their phone and there was like pictures on it and videos and I was like whoa your phone can do that and he was because <laughs> it might have been pre iPhone was there a, there might was yeah. there a phone before that oh, yeah you could take a picture on a flip phone uh, I did they were terrible but you could take one uh, I have a picture somewhere of uh, me and Scott Thompson from the kids in the hall. <laughs> Uh, and it looks like it was done on the Nintendo 64 or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, we both look like really shitty video game characters. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, I, I remember, I think this guy could go to the web, like websites. Cause I think I, I was like, can you go to my website? You know, super like selfish comedian. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, yeah DarrenCarter.com. And I, I don't know if it, you know, was converted correctly or whatever, but I, I remember he was able to like see something on there and I was like, Whoa, like this is next level. <laughs> right. Like, you know, and then then I had another friend that had a, uh, I think they were called like a sidekick. And, and he's like, yeah, dude, I'm never bored at airports anymore. Like if my flight gets delayed, I can just go on my phone and like play around. And and then it was like, wow. yeah. I remember, I remember yeah, yeah. speaking of uh, cussing, I remember seeing a guy at the Apple store and the, the, you know, back when they had people that would help you there, 
they this guy was like showing him what the computers could do and each new app that he showed him the guy would go what the fuck <laughs> really <laughs> yeah <laughs> and the guy showing him was trying not to laugh because it was so great he was just like literally so impressed <laughs> he was like... what, was, what was going on he'd be like yeah and the, uh this is uh, the notebook, and you can just click on it and just say whatever, like, uh, what do you have on your grocery list? He goes, I got to buy milk. Add milk to grocery list, and it shows <laughs> milk being added. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember going on websites, like, like back then when we first got our like laptops or whatever, and I was like, "Man, what are some websites to go on? I don't even know any websites." I remember like, "Oh no, you know like, <laughs> that'll get you into trouble." Going exactly. with that attitude. What, what websites are there to go on? Yeah, because that was kind of before. Well, obviously, it was before Facebook ticked. Well, it was before the public had. You know, I think college did Facebook, but. It was before, right. like, you know, it was before YouTube. It was before, and I remember, like, one of the websites I would go to was uh, Brody Stevens' website because he yeah. had he had links to other comedians. So I'd be like, "Oh, I could go to his website, and then I can, I can go to those links and see like what's Gilbert Gottfried up to, what's this comedian up to, what's oh wow they're going to perform it." And it was kind of a, a hub of a that was one of the websites that I go know, to. Also, a quick moment. Rest in peace to both of the guys you just mentioned yeah for sure but that was one great thing about brody was he was super supportive of other comics you got it and that's that's a very indicative thing that you just said that he would like who was posting links to other comedians i know at the dawn of the internet right (laughs) right and he posts little vlogs or or, i'm sorry blogs he would write little things and show kind of what he always did like he'd do a picture and a little story with it and i just was entertained by it and i liked him and he always thought he was really cool and then then you'd see those links and and uh and i remember telling him like then when myspace came out you know we were we were talking one time at the Westwood Brewing Company. They call it Bruco, and I go uh, right. and and he said something like, uh, I don't know. We got into a conversation, and I said, I go, you know, I I go, I haven't been going to your website as often as I used to because now I go to this other website called MySpace. And he goes, Darren Carter. He goes, Brody Stevens losing viewers to MySpace. <laughs> you know, like it was just. It was just kind of funny, like the way he he, he announced that. You know, it was just. Did you tell him that you had removed him from your top eight? Yeah. No, I don't even know if I was. Yeah, if I put him in the top eight, I don't even know if I did the top eight. But that was another thing too that would get annoying, right? This one comedy club owner used to get mad, like, "How come nobody puts me in the top eight? Nobody puts our club in the top eight? It's like, well, how come we don't put us in your top eight? It's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's for people, not corporations yeah it was That'd like be a weird thing if everyone if, if if i saw someone who like had like arby's in their top eight i'd have a lot of questions <laughs> about that person you know? yeah, exactly and i remember this guy was leaning on his hummer um complaining about it and i was thinking man you're doing well dude you don't don't worry about who's on myspace top eight like you're doing you're <laughs> well, doing you're doing fine like it, you know just what you told me about what he's driving Right, that's the kind of guy that gets obsessed by that sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, man. I was, um, yeah. So it, it's kind of funny because now I'm, I'm, uh, 
you know, I help others. I'm like, here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. And it, and I do, you're right. If you're a comedian, you're, well, that's what we do. So we'll talk about comedians. But if you're a comedian and you don't know how to do these certain things, you got to get on the ball. And, and, and they well, make, like, yeah. Uh, a perfect example of that is uh, we, you and I just, we have a show on Wednesday coming up. Yep. And uh, we got a flyer for it. By the way, if you're in Hermosa Beach, go to Hermosa Beach. We'll be right on the pier. There's a restaurant there owned by George Lopez. It's called the Brews House. If if you're hearing this, I don't know when I'm going to put this up though. I just realized. But I, maybe put it up today so that people can hear that. You know. Good call, my man. But um, but yeah, like we got the flyer for it, and a lot of what most comics will do is they'll get a flyer for a show, which looks like every other flyer out there. And they'll just repost it and that's it. But like on Instagram, you have so many options. You can add music to it. You can add effects and filters and really snazz it up. You can add links to all the comics on the show. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's so many options that when I see someone just kind of post a flyer, I, I just go, what are you thinking? When there are so many ways to make it more interesting than just a bunch of headshots and names. I know. You know? And it's, you know what's cool about, like, what, but like Instagram, what I, I, they, uh, if, you, if you guys click where that little square is and it, where the GIFs are, there's a thing that says captions, and it's pretty accurate. You can click on those captions. Yeah. And I mean, that helps a lot too. If people are in a loud place and they want to hear what you guys are talking about, they can see the captions. Yep. And uh, a lot of people don't know that on that, you were talking about how accurate it is. When it's not accurate, you can edit it. Oh, you, yeah. You just click on it and change whatever word it is to what it's supposed to be. Oh, yeah. You, you can know? move it around the screen. I had a friend that had captions, but he figured out the captions part, but it was all over his image of his face. I go, it's right. very distracting. He goes, you go, you know, you can just kind of tap that and drag it anywhere on the screen. And he was like, you can? And I was like, yeah. So, but I get it, though. I mean, I, I'm a guy that didn't even know I could tap my own credit card. I always, when someone says something like, you can, I go, yes, stupid. <laughs> He's like the Apple I store. Like what the fuck? People, 
yeah. I like to help people, but I also like to feel superior. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> superior. Speaking of that, uh, there was a rest. What else? Yeah, yeah. What are you getting out of it? You know, yeah, exactly. You help them out. You get... <laughs> I went to, uh, I went to um, a place in Hanford, California. It's near Fresno, and it's called Superior Dairy. And if you're ever in that area and, you, and you're and you're just and you're, and you're hankering for some ice cream, dude, you got to go to Superior Dairy. And they're not a sponsor. I'm just picturing like that they have like <laughs> like ten foot tall cows outside. <laughs> we are Superior. <laughs> they, they really are, dude. Those scoops of ice cream are like they're as big as like a cantaloupe. I'm not even kidding. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, and I've learned not to get a scoop. Just get like a half gallon to go. And uh, do you know how to do? Speaking of this, do you know how to do soft serve ice cream and make it look nice when you get it? No, I. Do you just kind of like rotate your cup in a circle? The, I have no the idea. The trick is like, yeah, the the re- the easiest way is fill it like the cone where it looks like it's overflowing. It will uh, go, if you hold it steady under the thing, it'll just balloon up a little bit. And when it starts doing that, you just kind of twist the cone back and forth a little bit. Mm. And it'll get like this fancy pattern. And you do that for a little while and then take it away and kind of twirl up. And that'll like break up, break it off from the other part. Oh. It'll come out looking really nice. I did this at Sizzler. Uh, like, I just figured out how to do it. And I was like, oh, that came out looking really nice. And I <laughs> turned around, and there's a whole family behind me. And they were like, wow. I like your technique, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were really yeah. excited by it. Yeah. And then I, like, I, I didn't mean to, but I looked over, and they were sitting near me. And they all just had big globs of gross you know oh they just let it pour all over like ice cream like most of them didn't even have cones because they didn't trust themselves they had bowls they did that (laughs) oh that's me that idiots do where they get like a paper cup and they just flop it all in there and then they stick a cone on top of it (laughs) oh my gosh i was like this this ought to be a type of iq test (laughs) <laughs> like they just have a lab that has like a soft serve thing and they go uh make yourself an ice cream cone and then they just tell you how smart you are based on that <laughs> you know <laughs> that's funny they um like, oh he flopped it all over the place what the hell's wrong with it <laughs> yeah i know yeah because I, I you know i remember when i worked at baskin robbins and uh and I got fired for licking my fingers, but uh, that's one of the things oh, I well, did. I know. Because <laughs> it was. Did you do it seductively? <laughs> was that the problem? I know. I didn't even argue with the guy. I was like, that sounds like something I would do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I do remember. Like I, do. <clears throat> I do remember licking my arm because it would run down your arm because you have to work quickly. Ice cream melts, especially <laughs> at that store. And, uh, <laughs> you know. I can't imagine anything that would creep me out faster than a fifteen-year-old freckle-faced redhead I, licking his fingers, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then handing you an ice cream cone. This is going to be amazing. <laughs> what the hell? What the fuck? That guy's there. Yeah, um, it's. I'll tell you what I got. It's Superior Dairy, and uh, I, I um, <laughs> it's funny because they. I, 
I wanted strawberry. I knew I was going to get straw. I knew I was going to get it. I was like, okay, I'm going to get strawberry. But I kind of wanted this other. And I said, hey, can I, um, you mind if I get like a little? He goes, oh, you want to try it? I'm like, sure. And then, but I didn't want to think I'm just taking advantage. Like, you know, oh, what is, what is this thing you call chocolate? Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but the guy was cool. He goes, he goes, you know, um, he goes, even if you've tried all these flavors before, like at, at every ice cream, you know, store is different so every ice cream parlor is different so you never know what our version of vanilla or chocolate is and then once he said that i was like oh man i'm in for some samples today so i had a right and, and he's right too because yeah. it's like chocolate ice cream at some places sucks it doesn't it's a lot of times it's just brown color yep but it's the exact same flavor as vanilla or strawberry and that i hate that yeah but like there are some places where you get strawberry ice cream and it really has like a true strawberry taste to it. Oh, this place has a true strawberry taste to it. I'm like, man, it's so good. I I ended up getting maple nut, delicious, strawberry, delicious, and this other one called cookies. And man, it was good. It was really good. It was very good. I told you about uh, having gelato with John Panette in Italy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you know, where like they had like 300 flavors and it was like, if you like they treat gelato there, like uh, they treat kickboxing in the Philippines where it's like, if you decide at eight years old, I want to be a gelato maker. They're like, oh, you're way too old. You're too <laughs> yeah. old now to, yeah. to yeah. begin the training. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, like, you should have come to us when you were four, you know, <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but like they had like 300 flavors and I asked him at one point, I was like, uh, cause mine was really good. Uh, I was like, how's yours? He goes, it's good in that. Oh, not, oh, I'm going to get another scoop way. It's good in that. Now I got to sell all my shit and move to Italy sort of way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. And it was, it's true. Like the fruit flavors. If you ever go to a full on serious gelato place. Or see like a stand that has really good looking gelato. Try the fruit flavors because they really taste like the fruit. It's basically whatever fruit you chose, only smoother and a little bit sweeter and, and cold. That's good. Like I got one called Concord Grape, and it was like someone had just liquefied and frozen grape. Wow! And it was delicious. It was unbelievable. And then, like all the the cream-based ones, the like chocolates and vanillas and that sort of stuff, is super, super smooth and creamy. It's so good. Mm. Man, that's good. Um, you know what? Hey, the only place I know of left that has that kind of thing. Sorry to cut you off. Oh, is uh, Caesar's Palace has a really great gelato stand in it uh, in Las Vegas. So if you're ever there. And you're looking for a, a good dessert. That's a thing to to go to. Good to know. I remember one time I bought a suit uh, years ago, probably 25 years ago. And I, the guy that sold me the suit was telling me and my uh, fiance, a.k.a. my wife at the time, was still my wife. Oh, my, oh, I messed up my fiance at the time, my wife. And she, <laughs> like, what the hell? No. And uh, <laughs> This is how you're breaking the news to her. That exactly. Over, my, my wife at the time. <laughs> I mean, my fiance. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, I bought the suit because we were getting married. And I was like, oh, I better buy a suit. So I remember the guy that sold <laughs> us the suit was... Uh, He's like, oh, I because we, we got married in Las Vegas. And he goes, I love going to Vegas. He goes, sometimes I'll go to Las Vegas just for the strawberry shortcake. And he was telling us some, 
some restaurant, some casino. I forget right now what it was, but he said he would drive all that way to get strawberry shortcake. He said it was like two feet high and then, you know, and, and, uh, I think we may have tried it and we were like, it's not that good. But then I realized like this guy's probably, he was just probably a gambler. And like, yeah, like that, that was, dude was uh, he was like four shots of whiskey in. Yeah. 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 Probably doing peyote with someone else. Like before, you know, and then, uh, you know, if you're in that state, any strawberry. <laughs> yeah. Cause he made it, he made it sound like he just gets a wild hair on a Sunday and like drives out, gets a strawberry shortcake, <laughs> turns around and comes back to LA. And I'm he like, probably does, but you know, that's a five hour drive. So he's like, well, I better do some angel dust first. <laughs> so by the time he gets to that strawberry shortcake, it's going to be outstanding. Exactly. This you is know? delicious. I know. <laughs> I got to ask my wife. What, Thompson type oh, yeah. strawberry shortcake. You know? I got to ask her what casino that was. I forget. I forget right now, but it was like, what the Well, heck? I'm old Vegas in, in a way where my parents both worked for the government. And a lot of government uh, business meetings happened in Vegas. Oh. Because I think a lot of people who worked there were real into gambling, too, you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, Which is scary when you think these are the people that decide where the missiles go and stuff, you know. Right. But, uh, but we would go. And so I remember, like, the classic strip, what it used to look like, with, like, the Stardust and Circus Circus and mm. the Riviera and all yeah. the, you know. I, I could name all the hotels going along the strip, you know, and they were <laughs> yeah. so much fun. And even as a kid, I couldn't gamble, but it, like, it was still like just the experience of the different ones. And they had such great food, but there was a place, it was like the best kept secret in Vegas. I thought in circus circus, there used to be a, a little coffee shop called the pink pony. Wow. And they did pancakes that were out of this world. And I'm not just saying that from like as a kid's perspective. There were people that made special trips to come full, get those full disclosure, pancakes. there there are sponsor now and uh no. <laughs> oh, right. Well no well no, it's gone now and it Dang. pissed everyone off. Wow. It, it, they closed it down but what, what was it called? It was it was inside Circus Circus, it was called Yeah, it was called the Pink Pony and wow. they made the Pink Pony pancakes which were a little bit pink. That's cool. But they had like a hint of strawberry wow. in the pancake batter, and they were unbelievable. And so people would, they would, they were like, the gambling is secondary. I'm really in town to get some of those pancakes. Wow. They always had a line out the door and stuff like that. That's but there cool. were a lot of, and there still are on the strip. There are little like secrets that the locals know about and places that you can go that are just, uh, incredible you know oh yeah like have you ever heard of ihop it's the international house <laughs> yeah. of pancakes i no, think you need no. a visa though to go inside yeah, yeah. you use your little visa with your little tapping yeah. it and then but mike it's been a great show and uh dude I want, we're running out of time i want to thank you and before i forget two things um i told you about that internet i told you about the uh that you um, told me about the internet yes. no, no not the internet the uh, there's that room that i want you to do this he's a promoter and he and he put me in uh we did whittier i did whittier this last weekend and when i was talking to him i i recommended you i go you got to get mike black and i i was gonna i'm like i'm gonna forget so i'm gonna tell you right now on the podcast he also 
met Paul Rodriguez when he was a child. I think he was 10 years old. He saw him in live in concert, and that's when he knew. Oh, he, wow. Yeah, that was when he wanted to pursue comedy. And so I was like, oh, Mike Blackman, and when he was a kid. You know, so, yes, you guys can have that connection. And the second, oh, that's very cool. The second thing I want to know is, um, do you uh, do you have a, uh, a time to do a either a, a second little quick bonus podcast or maybe go live on Instagram? If, we'll end this one and go do one of those other ones. Do you, Wouldn't it be funny if I said no right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, end it on a real downer. Uh, no, I'm going to go to have lunch <laughs> instead. You're like, okay, I'm going to make... All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm stuck here. My morning routine is I do a podcast and I'm lonely the rest of the day. <laughs> No. But yeah, I'll, I'll absolutely do a bonus one. Awesome. Okay, cool. We'll do that. Because we'll... I think of myself as the people's comedian. That's right. Okay, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you like I don't know, like a ten minute break if that's cool, fifteen minute break, and then yeah, uh, and then I'll well, well, yeah. But give me a call before we record again. Okay. Please. Okay, you got it. You got it. Okay. okay. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye bye. That's Mike Black. That was so much fun. I don't know if you noticed this. He warms up as the show goes on, <laughs> and I'm like, let's do another one while you're warmed up. He's like, peak pony, pancakes, da-da-da. I mean, this guy was like firing on all cylinders. I love Mike Black, man. That guy's great. Great energy. And thank you guys for, for hanging all the way in. And uh, if you want to help us out, you know, here it comes. Just a couple of things. Apple reviews, those really help on iTunes when you go to Apple. It really helps. And YouTube, anytime you leave a comment on Apple, I'm sorry, I leave a comment on YouTube, it helps. You know, all that stuff, guys. It just, you know, it helps get the word out. If you want to help, uh, you know, if you want to throw me a couple of dollars, think of it as a digital tip at Darren Carter Comic on Venmo, at Darren on dollar sign Darren Carter Comic on the Cash App. So you can do that. If you want to do PayPal, go to DarrenCarter.com on PayPal. And uh, I do review, I do read all reviews on the air. So if you want to plug your own business, or you want to plug something, Go for it, and I'll put it right there. For example, uh, here's a here's a review I read. I'm, I'll read right now on the podcast. This is on Apple from Polography. He writes, "Love it. Always looking forward to new ones. I've been following Darren Carter, the party starter, since like 2007, 2008. He's been putting a smile on my face for these years. He's a hardworking comedian, and his material is always fresh and funny. I would totally recommend them to anyone new or old the comedy scene. Look up Polography." polography online so he plugged his thing um another person on uh instagram on, on apple but their their uh their ig handle is official busy izzy og hi i saw you perform and now i'm listening to your podcast i think it is so dope your podcast and your comedy stand-up is effing awesome can we can't wait to see you do stand-up again oh thank you so much and i'll just do one last one let's do uh well, you get the idea. They're, they're, just go to Apple, leave your own, leave, leave your own review, you know, and do it. But you guys are great. Thanks for hanging in there with us, and uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, thanks again for starting that party in your ear holes. Oh yeah, baby, you know what time it is. Time to get that party started all up in your ear holes. Here we go. When you had a bad day and you want those bad vibes to go away. Whatever. It's the Pocket Party Podcast With the Rod Pocket Party Podcast In your ear holes Pocket Party Podcast in your ear holes Pocket Party Podcast Oh
Or if your day needed a booster, then you need to talk to Red Rooster. Mr. Carter about to take you to school. Here we go. Don't hurt nobody and don't hurt yourself.